Welcome to Do Be a Monster. That's right, we did it. We got a side project. Hey everyone, you may have heard us mention our sideshow podcast, Do Be a Monster. Here it is, baby. Hot off the presses. And it's Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> oh man, so exciting to be here. Yeah, guys. So welcome to our um, our next level. Our next level of of uh, storytelling and entertaining for you. Yeah, and th- this is great because, you know, this is the side project. We don't have to worry about it as much. It could be a little loosey-goosey. Very loosey-goosey. Unlike, I, unlike Don't Be an Idiom, which is... High very, tension. High tension, stress. very strict. We have a lot of rules. A lot of rules. Yeah, but, you know, I was saying to you, Ryan, before the show, is that I felt like this was Sweet Fanny Adams all over again. I, you know, last minute, like, going over research, like, my mind, my brain felt like it was burning. Uh, I, I just—it's like a new project. I'm, so, I'm nervous about it. It's a whole new episode one. That's right. Uh, so we 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 are Albert and Ryan of Don't Be an Idiom. Yeah. And uh, we we've always loved monsters since we were little tiny children. And uh, right up until this very second. <laughs> and uh, and you know we realized while we were doing the Don't Be an Idiom show that we you know we kept on wanting to find idioms with a history that involved monsters in some way. That's right. Because I remember, you know, there was a couple early on, especially where you would say like, man, you, you found the monster. I love you, you, you. I love when you find the monster. And it's, yeah, it's just like, it was kind of like, don't, don't stop digging until you find a monster. So we are cutting out the middleman and no we're more, just going yeah, straight yeah, for yeah. the monster. Right. No more middleman. Yeah. I mean, our, some of the, some of the idiom histories that that we have that have monsters. Um, my very first one was between the devil and the deep blue sea. The right. Famous Greek mythology, skill and Charybdis. Household names. Nautical monsters. Goddamn right. And uh, you did uh, paint the town red. We, you connected that to Spring Hill Jack. You did paint the oh town red. Oh my God. I can't remember. That's good. See, we're getting, we're, we're getting the spider webs out. We're just, <laughs> so we're many just spider a little webs. nervous. Oh, you did run amok that time. I did run amok. Right. And that went back to, uh, they believe that you were uh, when you were when you were running amok that you were you're uh, possessed by a a tiger crow demon. Well, okay, so both of those had some some supernatural. Elements. Oh yeah, yo oh, yeah, yo, yo yeah, yo yeah, and you know like Sweet Fanny Adams was a serial killer, so like that's like a human monster, it's monstrous, yeah, monstrous actions. Yeah, uh, one of the things we're going to be doing on this show is. Yeah, I mean, tr- trying to define the word monster, it's a its a very broad term, but you know it when you see it, don't you? It's almost as hard as idiom. <laughs> to this day, 30, 31 episodes later, when someone asks me what an idiom is, I'm still like, well, what is, it kind of, what is an idiom? Figurative language? Yeah, because a monster could be, you know... Well, I mean, like in the past, they would, it would be like could be like a deformed person, or, or you know, totally. even a Siamese twin, or a Times giant. Were tough back then, yeah. But you know, also mythology. There's mythology monsters, and there's cryptozoology, which has what's the what is the definition of cryptozoology? Oh, God, well, a cryptid, right? Isn't a cryptozoology where it's like the study of <clears throat> animals that aren't proven that, to exist? Yeah, like it's like a soup. <laughs> It's like a super animal or supernatural animal. Yeah, so like Jersey Devil, Bigfoot, Mothman, yeah. Loch Ness. Those are like yeah. the famous ones. 
So uh, they're always too big to actually exist, though. That's the problem. Bigfoot's not too big. They, that, that's like one of the big arguments a lot is that like an animal this big to live undetected for you know thousands of years or whatever. It's yeah. like they're so big they would have to and they would have to take in so many calories. So it's just like <laughs> right. no, really, like yeah, the, yeah, I never thought about the calories. Yeah, like that. What was it? The hodag. You know, but oh, we, yeah, we talked yeah. about the hodag a little bit, but you know, the thing is, it's like it's too big. It would, it, it needs, it needs to eat too much. It would be noticed, right? Yeah, yeah. For some, for some monsters, that's true. Harry and the Hendersons. Oh man, Harry and the Hendersons. That kind of brings me to, I was, uh, I was like, you know, before we uh, decided to, well, well, when we were doing research, make I this was, mistake, make this mistake. <laughs> I was brainstorming. I was like, why, why do. Why do we love monsters so profoundly? We I love mean, them so much, I, and it's it's ingrained in both of us in such a, a such a deep and magical way. <laughs> it is. No, it is. And, I mean, um, the word itself brings me to my knees. Exactly. And so I started. I started. I I'm tried on my knees. I'm on my knees. <laughs> I said niece. <laughs> so I started trying to figure this out, and then I I came upon this this phrase that I'd never read before, which was the creature craze of the eighties. Cool. And Albert and I were born, Albert and I were born in 1983. And uh, I I watch a lot of horror movies. He does. I've seen most of them. He does. (laughs) I make it a point to see as many as possible. And when you get to the eighties, there's this explosion of creature. Well, I don't want to say creature features because that usually means like universal monsters, but like just so many like critters and movies like ghoulies gremlins. and gremlins and uh then there's like monster squad and the dark oh. crystal and the garbage pail kids which are freaking <laughs> weirdos Disgusting. um predator and then mm-hmm. and then i'm like all of those alien alien um yeah that will yeah like right at the beginning of the decade that's a monster and um and then I started thinking like, you know, we were born in this moment where we were just being inundated with monster shit constantly. We never had an, uh, we never had a chance to not Not, be obsessed with it. And yet I feel like there's other people our age who are not obsessed with it. So Mm, what's wrong with that? That's true. I don't know. But then I was trying to think of more examples and I was like, little monsters with Fred Savage. Oh my God. And the Dorito scene. Um, Oh my God. (laughs) Those Doritos. Um, and then the toys of the time. You had Boglins. You had Monster in My Pocket. I was looking up Monster in My Pocket on eBay We used last to collect night. Monster in My Pocket. Remember there was that one guy with like the seven heads? Mm-hmm. And he was like... Oh, yeah, man. It was, it was coveted. Yeah, there was... And I was looking at eBay. They sell like a single one of those for like 20 bucks. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And Mad Balls, remember them? Mad Balls, they, re, they started redoing them. Oh, cool. It was like cool. a resurgence. But that's... Now it's more difficult... Because I don't want a new one. I want the old one. Yeah, you want even the old if it looks one. exactly like the new, the old one. I, I want true. the old one. So, uh, so anyway, so we anyway we love monsters. We love monsters, and uh, it's going to be a similar sort of uh, setup where we each cover one monster. Yeah, and, you know, we're uh, not going to tell each other what we're doing, right? And uh, and we're just going to see how it goes. Yeah, this is the side project. <laughs> it's the side. It's bonus content. It's sideshow pod. Sideshow Pod, that's that is patented right here. <laughs> we'll sue you if you use that. So what we got to do next is we got to do the game. So you goes first, right? Yeah. Do you want to talk about these? Yeah. So 
It's official. The wooden nickels are in. Ryan's holding one in his hand. Uh, Margaret of Lehigh Mural. They're beautiful. And uh, so on one side, we have the image that Margaret designed. And the other side, we have, it says our contact info and it says we're a podcast. And Ryan's going to flip it right now. And Sure does. Um, what do you want? Heads? Stick you sh- heads. You get, you get heads because you're holding it. Uh, Okay. All right. Heads, heads is better. You got it. All right. I already dropped. Heads, it. I win. Tails, you lose. <laughs> what was it? I dropped it. Oh, you just I dropped didn't even it. flip it. It's heads. Ryan's first. All right. So, um, I noticed our last couple of months are <laughs> after the United States of America. The next country <laughs> that listens to Don't Be an Idiot most is. The Russian Federation. Okay. Russia. Great. <laughs> so I got inspired to delve into some Russian monsters. Wonderful. And I found Vodonoi. Vodonoi. Do you know Vodonoi? I don't know Vodonoi. <laughs> That's my, is that a decent impression? I'm trying. Use Russian impressions while you still can. Vodonoi. <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? Well, just like, you know, eventually I, everything will be offensive. But I guess... Oh, oh no. The they're, Russians... They're fine. No, yeah, no. They, yeah. People like, make... Yeah. We don't care about such bullshit. Yeah, right. We're just here for the for the vodka. Here for the vodka and the cold and the work. But, and the work. Anyway, if, any, if, if we actually do have any Russian listeners and they're not just some weird... No offense. ...Russian bots, that's freaking awesome. Stranger Things 4 is going to take place in Russia. Oh, yeah, please don't be a Russian bot. Be real. they got to be real. Yeah. What bot listens to podcasts? That doesn't make any sense. The podcast bot? The pot botcast? Podcast. So um, I went... Wait, tell me about this monster I can't pronounce. So uh, let's, to make it easier, we'll call it the, uh, the Vojinoi. Vojinoi. Yeah. Okay. And um, this is, I'm just realizing this, but this is also a water creature. Excellent. Which means my first Don't Be an Idiom episode and my first Do Be a Monster episode both have to do with nautical creatures. So that's a it says a lot about happy you. coincidence. I do yeah, I do like kind of nautical things. So um, what I'm more of a land man. You're a land. It's, it's the Taurus in me. I'm connected to the earth. <laughs> it's true. Ask Katie. That, oh, you're your Taurus, huh? Yeah. Wait, what are you? A Virgo. Are they? That's not a water symbol, is it? Is it a wheat? No, it's, it's, like a, it's, wheat like, it's like it's a chick with t- wheat. Wheat. It's the worst. So it's probably. It's in the top three worst, worst. signs. You know what's? You know what's not fair? Mm. All those Scorpios out there. So cool. Oh, the clicking and the clacking and the stabbing. Wait, who's, got, who's got the ram? The ram? Aries? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I'm a bull, but the oh, thing that's is, cool is too. Like, it's cool, but. Taurus means that you just like to stay in bed. And, like well, if know, I could live in a hobbit's home in mm-hmm. the in like a hill, yeah, with a round door, yeah. just you know, you know, eat warm bread all the time, I'd be happy. That does sound like it's, a nice life. It sounds perfect. <laughs> well, I'm diving uh, deep into the into the bogs See, of, of Russia right, right now because wa- you're a water guy. <laughs> so, you think you know someone? So the the Vodyanoi, um, I, uh, I cross-referenced many sources. The coolest one I found was from is this book from 1912. Okay, and I was able to find like a um, like you know how like they'll archive things on the internet, sure, <laughs> but it's like the actual pages and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like so, those uh, old Google books where you can actually flip through them and they're actual yeah. physical. 
pictures yeah. of the old words that you can't read. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah, I, yeah. I found this book called The Mythology of All Races. And this wow. and it was like thirteen volumes and this one volume was Slavic. And um and this this guy, Jean Machal, did the uh the write up. And so a lot of what I what I found came from here and then some other other more modern stuff. But anyway, the the Vodinoi um, translates to water grandfather. Interesting. And it's because it's because this guy's uh, he's he's old. <laughs> he's old looking and sure. o- looks like an old man. But actually. that could be from being in the water too long. He could be really young and just, he's got all pruned up. Could be. That. <laughs> yeah, could be pruned up. He could be pruned up. Um, and uh, so the Vodinoi comes from the Slavic religion. And uh, apparently, like... Slavic's a religion? Well, like, from the 8th to the 13th centuries, they had a whole pagan religion. Cool. Because it, it's it took, pagan, yeah, cool. Yeah, it took a while for Christianity to, like, trickle in there. And even and when steal it... steal every... All their good ideas? Yeah, all the good ideas went out the window. And... Uh, I'm not gonna say it. And um, actually, there's some, there's some uh, like, modern-day Slavic folk, uh, like, practices that... Yeah. That basically are trying to like reclaim the old pagan traditions, which are all just freaking awesome. Good luck, though. I mean, because no nah, one's gonna nah. once you lose it, mm. you can't get it back. Yeah, not really. So the Vodinoi is um, he, he like he you know creeps up in Russia, but also Slovenia and Czech Republic, which I'm which I'm gonna get back to a little later. So thank God, <laughs> no one's talking enough about the Czech Republic. Nah, ah, ah, ah. So this was, uh, I guess you could call it like a spirit that lives in the water, but he did some really messed up shit. Cool. And um, and basically, so much of Russia like believed in the Vodinoi because their trade routes were along rivers and you know the the water and the White Sea and stuff. So right. they all kind of like attributed a lot of these atrocities to to this uh, creature. Um, so this was an this this in appearance, he looked like a very old man. His face was froggy, kind of froggy. Like, yeah, like a frog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes he had black or blue skin. I feel like we need to do the appearance first, right? Oh, so you can picture I, it. I actually, yes, I went through a whole yes. So sometimes he has a fin. Sometimes he has a fishtail. But you should not mistake him for a merman, because oh, no, because he it's different. His children are considered mermen. So he has kids that are apparently. Mermen. Who is he banging? He has a lot of wives. And are they... I'm going to get to them. Okay, good. <laughs> um, this is interesting. And he also has uh, like seaweed-colored hair, like um, like reeds, you know, like the yeah. seagrass stuff. And he's covered in slime and black scales. Great. Lots of slime. Uh, I guess it's just algae, right? I guess. I, I'm... <laughs> I don't. I haven't been keeping up on my algae of the month <laughs> magazine. And sometimes you can be seen riding a sheet fish, which is uh, just your Asian word for a catfish. Cool. Now, does he have legs, or is he? A, you said he sometimes has a tail. Um, it seems like he's got. Well, he can change forms. Sure. Sometimes he can be. He can take on a human appearance to like mess with people Trick on people. land and see what's going on. But often when he's spotted in the water, he has a fish tail. Right. See, because the the idea of a fish-bodied person riding, riding a, a catfish, catfish. First of all, you're going side saddle, which is just always awkward. Like, yeah, it's a, little, it's a little redundant. But um, yeah, I'm sure he would grow. He would put his legs out for the for the catfish. Yeah, that's. A, I hadn't thought about that. And I, it also says sometimes he will he will 
come on land and saddle up a horse or a cow and ride it until it dies. Yeah. And and dies like in the bog. He like brings it to the bog and just kills it there. But that means oh, he's doing oh, not yeah. That means he's doing that side saddle that women that like you know women horseback riders. Well, do. if he has the fish tail, yeah. But right, if he puts right, right. the legs on, I think he would put the legs on for land stuff. Maybe he's got two fish tails on either side. There you go. There's something new. You've heard it here first. <laughs> um, and also, sometimes he'll be seen riding a half sunken log on the river. Let's just try to create some visuals. You know, like that's is is the log zooming along, or is he just? Hmm, I don't know. It seems like a half sunken log. You know what I would believe about this guy Hmm. is that the things he's riding are really just extensions of himself, right? He just wants to be seen that way. Yeah, yeah. So like the catfish is really also him. The log is also him, right? Because he's like godlike or something. Of course. Yeah. You know, and like. He's like, I want you to see me <laughs> riding along. So, and then it's zooming like a speedboat, right? Because otherwise, yeah. And I'm sure happening? if speedboats existed in the eighth century, then he would have just also just been. Yeah, there's the the Voldunoi riding a, a speedboat. I would like to believe that modern day speedboats are inspired by the Voldunoi. Had not considered that. Well, this is what this podcast is all, all about, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, so one uh, one thought is that he is said to be the spirit of unclean male dead. And let me, let me think about that. For yeah, a what do you think that means? Unclean to mean? Male, male dead. dead. Yeah, is that like a sperm thing? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Unclean. Is it like unbaptized? Shit? Uh, oh yeah, it is. Unbaptized children is one of them. Okay. So because it's like the spirit of the unbaptized sure. child, so it's like. That that turns into yeah um, sperm a uh, 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 vodenoi um, men who have committed suicide of course and those who die without last rites so this means that like some of the some of the myth also like revolves around like I guess the eventual appearance of Christianity like it, like makes its way in there you know what I would love yeah if, the, if just, I would love if everything was untouched Christianity never. <laughs> got involved with everything that was cool because like imagine where these things would have gone without jesus being involved <laughs> well i mean like all the greek and roman mythology and That's what i mean like like all those mythical creatures if it was left unchecked by jesus mm-hmm. you know like then we could it would just continue to evolve and be cool but yeah. you know they just like stymied all that and you know now it's just like and then they lie, and then they make it all about themselves. And well, you know, it's because like, uh, you know, in in Rome, you know, at first you were got prosecuted for being or yeah, persecuted for being a Christian. Remember, yeah. like Nero would do that, and then eventually they were like, actually, we kind of like Christianity. And if you don't, if you aren't a Christian, we're gonna kill you. Yeah, that's because so, so everyone was like, oh shit. God so I guess we have to become persistent. That's you know, like very. Persistent. Couldn't they have just given up? I know. Then we would have all of these weird water and sky creatures yeah, and just believe them. That's the thing. Like, we don't have any cool... Be- it's like the whole American gods thing. It's like... it's. We, oh, yeah. We just... We just we, everyone that came over here, all the gods started dying. Right. Because we don't have a heart or a fucking brain and we don't have a home. No. It's just... Indian burial grounds. Native American burial grounds everywhere. It is. It is like American gods. So there you go. Well, there you go. 
Um, they did do some good. You know, sometimes they would drive fish into fishermen's nets or guide sailors to safe places in stormy weather, but only if they were in a good mood. Well, how do you now? Was there ways to keep them in a good mood? Was there you could make sacrifices. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, and so uh, apparently millers and fishermen were, had the best relationship with the Vaudinoy. Um, well, what's a miller? Like um, a, like a riv- river mill. Of course, you know, like the so those guys, yeah, the, you know, like fishermen, a, yeah, like they're like hanging out, they're, they're like one foot in the water, it. one in the grave, yeah. Imagine if that was your job, just looking after the the water mill. Are those called river mills or water mills? Well, what do the what do a they water do? Mill. A water mill. What what's the point? They uh, <laughs> catch. <laughs> no, I don't think they're catching anything, right? It's like. It's like oh, an just energy, to keep an energy thing. But, oh, like, okay. but what would energy in the 13th century be? It's like um, it's like maybe it's make wine and things. It's probably heating something up, <laughs> right? You know, <laughs> oh, like you know, like water. It's moving the water to what? The, this know, what is, is old this. old water, <laughs> water mills? Back before there was any sort of other energy. This what, is what why are we converting it to. This is why. This is why we called it "Don't be an idiot" because we're. Freaking idiots. Yeah. And this is why we need a third podcast, which is all about how old-timey machines <laughs> <All about> work. <laughs> this, our next podcast is about old-timey machines. Maybe be an old-timey machine. Should I look this up real quick? What does a water mill do? Look it up. What do you well, think it does? I mean, I, it's some, I think some sort of... I'm thinking it either catches fish eggs or... Catches fish eggs? What else would it do? <sighs> I don't know. It can't light like a. It can't light a can't a light bulb. Um. Okay. All right. So it's nothing. <laughs> it was a pointless job. <laughs> no. Well, it's, it's a, a mill tax that, write-off. It uses hydropower. We know that. But um, to do what drives a mechanical process such as grinding, rolling, or hammering. What? <laughs> um, many material goods like so, flour, oh. lumber, paper, metal, grist. <laughs> For you're telling me, oh, is that like the grist mill? Like a grist I've mill. I've heard of the grist mill. Yeah. Is that a mall? Um, anyway, so you're telling me that the water is wound up and then there's, there's some sort of primitive machine that's pounding something? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I think... Um, Dude, I, I, <laughs> I, I, listen. If if you are listening to this episode and you know what a grist mill does, like let us know. We're not ashamed of not knowing that. I'm assuming it's doing something for food, like hammering. You know, what's hops. the time? What's the time period? I mean, it's been around since the the you know since the Roman ancient Romans. Okay, so surely they're not doing it for no reason. No, it's been be- before that BC. They've been using that. So it's doing something. It's doing something. Okay. <laughs> Although, wouldn't that be funny if it was like the ultimate tax write-off? They were just like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a watermill guy. But it just, it's just going around in circles doing yeah. nothing? And he's just like, eh, eh, smoking a pipe. Mm. Just and he's the- like, oh, and by the way, I saw the Voldemort. Vo- <laughs> the Voldenoy. I saw it. And I'm- he said, don't. Don't mess with my job. Don't you dare. Don't even talk about it. I'm a miller. And I'm a killer. Yeah, there you go. That was dumb. Um, No, that was better than what I was going to come up with. So uh, anyway, the millers, which we we know what they do, and uh, the fishermen, you know, they usually had a pretty good rapport. 
Well, because they were by the water. Right. They right. were hanging out with the water. But sometimes, like, uh, you know, um, the, the Vodinoi would, if it was, like, angry or something, or they didn't make a sacrifice on the wrong day, he seemed really temperamental. He would, you know, break parts of the mill. He would drown people. Right. Um, and if you were drowned by a Vodinoi, then you would have to become a slave in his underwater lair for eternity. I wonder what kind of work you have to do as an underwater Voldenoy slave. I don't know. Um, it's sexual, right? Probably very, very sexual. I mean, because what else is there? Uh, yeah. I'm sure he doesn't need to eat. You have to wash anything. Everything's wet. It's all wet, yeah. Right. Um, Plus, he likes the slimy kind of look, so you don't yeah. want to get detergent involved. What was that show? Uh, or I'm, I'm old Greg. Old Greg. Kind <laughs> reminds me of that. Right. Well, that was like a British comedy, right? Yeah. I'm old Greg. I'm old Greg. Uh, so, yeah, it's just something I imagine he's just kind of a little bit like that. So you become a sex slave, Greg. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, and then if he's in a bad mood, he does all the stuff that you would imagine a, a, a you know a malevolent water spirit might do. You know, Spits in your face. Spits in your face. <laughs> Lord ships to dangerous coasts. Oh, sure. You know? Yeah. Um, and he had a weird rule that you could not you could not bathe at um, sunset or sunrise. Oh, okay. Or, or he would drown you at the exact moment of sunset. It's like sunrise. around that time. Don't be near it. Don't be near Whatever. the water. And also, no one bathed. It was you bathe once a month or once a year. Well, not if you're by a lake, right? You can take a dip every day. But that's not bathing. There's no, no soap. It's dipping. Yeah. 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 I just feel like. Again, I'm going to go into my... The thing is, living back then, even a hundred a hundred years or more, mm-hmm. disgusting humans. <laughs> right. Even if you had soap, it's burning your skin off. Mm-hmm. It's like lie and shit. Like, I, I am glad that we have soap. Yeah. It's a, you know... I and don't not, use it myself, but I, I heard not it, just, I hear yeah, it's Yeah, no, no, you don't need it. Um... So, uh, so uh, the the Millers basically what they had to do was to they had to bury some living being in the foundation of the of his mill, and that could be a cow, a sheep, or even a man. I don't know. If even a man? <laughs> what about like a bug? Just <laughs> wait. And that breaks the curse. And that like that's like your way of showing respect. Okay. You know, cause I, I get does make him like kind of like a god, right? If you're like, um, oh, definitely. If you're sacrificing a man. Man, you know, or a bug. These guys just out on the water all day long. They're like, "God, make up of all the noise." We yeah, got like <laughs> we are bored as, as shit. Fuck. Yeah, man. I know. See, this is this is a good this is a good thing. Like, why are monsters real? Right? Sometimes bored out, born out of boredom. Right? Yeah. I mean, the water. If you live it on the water, you're gonna have some times that aren't that. Yeah, right. Or like, Exciting. you know, if someone drowns, they would blame it on the Vodinoi, right? right? So if like some miller accidentally, like he was supposed to like fix a bridge, even though that's not his job. <laughs> and he's like, I'm just watching some the water like, kid just like, I'm just like, yeah, he got caught up watching the water go through the, the mill. And then a kid falls in and then he drowns. And everyone's like, what happened? What happened? You know, like Anton, Anton, what happens? And he's like, oh, it's a Vodinoi. And back then, nobody cares. Kids die all the time. That's true, too. Right? Doesn't yeah. it just seem like no one cares when their kids die back then? <laughs> yeah, well, I bet they cared, but, but it happens it so frequently. But does like they don't, they, they're hardened to it. Right, right. Right. It's like they've lost, like, I've only lost nine children, so. Right. 
and I'm then fine. yeah, and then someone's like, God, talk to me when it's thirty two, thirty two. Talk to me when it's thirty two. <laughs> uh, all right, so I'll give you some extra facts. All then, right, um, yeah. I mean, I guess these are all extra facts. You know what's funny about this show? This is a little is different. All of the facts are right. fun facts. It, it, yeah, it's literally, it's kind of just right? listing fun facts. Right? Because I actually had the same... I don't really have a story, you know? I had the same issue where I was, I was doing my thing, and at the end, I, I almost typed fun facts. I was like, no, the whole thing's fun facts. The whole facts. thing's fun yeah. facts. Um, so in, in some versions of this tale, uh, he's married... And tail! Fishtail! 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 He has 111 <laughs> beautiful daughters. One, one, one. Who torture and torment the drowned. Okay. So that doesn't sound like a bad deal if you drown. So, I mean, I like it, but 111 beautiful daughters. Mm -hmm. So was his partner beautiful too? Or? Well, apparently he marries... Either. Yeah, we didn't talk about who he's having so sex he, with. He either has... Um, I don't like to use the word sex. Um <laughs> I'm sorry, Se making love to sexual intercourse. Yeah, intercroissant. It's a good. It's a pastry joke. Good. <laughs> um, he would marry water nymphs or drowned and unhappy girls who have been cursed by their father and mother. I'm gonna tell you this: mm. sight unseen, a water nymph. Mm. Pretty, yeah, good. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. We had this conversation with a knock on wood. <laughs> When yeah, we talked oh, about oh, yeah. Uh, wood fairies. Ooh, ha. Ooh, ha. <laughs> but I'm gonna say this: you know the sirens. Uh, the sirens? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I would go. Sirens are. I would go if you heard their music. Yeah, because they're actually they don't look too good. They have like oh, they bird bodies, um, but they have like you know boobs and bird bodies and. I just know that I'd be, or like a witch Cause, cause that sirens has like a glamour just, on Sirens it. just sing to bring the ship to crash on, right. the, on, the, on right. the rocky shores. Oh, okay. So they're just trying to like lure you to kill you right. for, for fun, I guess. I mean, you know, you hear a beautiful song. Maybe you think she's really hot. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You never know. But anyway, yeah, like any, if a witch was making herself look better, I'd probably just go and die yeah just go die yeah like that one in the witch the movie the witch yeah yeah remember her yeah i was like yeah even if i knew what was coming i would still probably be the guy that walks into it right wait the witch you're talking about the main character well isn't there like a part where she's like in red and she looks really young and beautiful oh yeah you that, mean when the old scene. witch appears yeah. young yeah. Yeah, yeah oh my god <laughs> like even if everyone's like whatever you do if you see a, a hot young yeah yeah impossibly Just hot don't go do not it's, she i'd probably still go in yeah. the moment mm. i'm a sucker you're a sucker apparently um anyway uh that's I guess that's kind of it. Um, one cool thing that I found was that uh, well, I don't know if this is cool, but um, this Czech Republic composer um, Antonin Dvorak, yeah, uh, he wrote in 1896 this symphonic poem called The Water Goblin, and I listened to it, and it's really beautiful. It's and it's 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 kind of like a, um, its own little story about the Vodinoi, and in in this story, well, I mean, a symphonic. <laughs> poem is a 
there's no words or anything. It's just like the music the is feeling. supposed to be the, the yeah, story. Yeah, 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 yeah. And There's smart people out there. I don't know. I had to look it up. Not me. <laughs> I don't get it. But uh, in the story, so this girl gets kidnapped by a Voldinoy and she is forced to marry him. She's forced to have sex with him. She gets pregnant, has a child. And years later, she wants to visit her mother. He allows her to, but then comes back to, to like bring her back down into right. his, his water right, layer. Right, right. And the mom's like, no, 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 no. Go away. Go, go, shoo, shoo. shoo. And he's like, <laughs> and then he goes and comes back and she tells him to like, go away. Shoo again. Bring back the child though. I want my granddaughter here. Right, right, right. So he leaves. She hears a knock on the door. She opens the door and she sees a decapitated head and a body. <sighs> Of a baby? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and then is it over then? And that's the end. Uh, best of, the of both worlds. <laughs> no 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 responsibilities. No. You get to live at mom's house. Right. And you didn't did you really want that water goblin baby? Well, that's the thing. People don't uh, care about baby their babies back then. They they're going to die. Do you remember in the fly when Gina Davis in her dream gives birth to a larva? Uh this is going to be bad for the listeners. I've never watched The Fly. Oh, Albert. I know. What are you doing? I know. I know I love it. I can see myself <laughs> loving it in the future. All right. Okay. This might crop okay. up. We're going to you know keep what? a running list. I'm going to watch it. Yes. We'll keep a you running list of monster of movies. Every you movie need to see. that I haven't seen. So this is it. Yeah, this Episode is... one, I'll watch The Fly. Good. All right. I, I love know it. it's good. It's not, I'm not not watching it because it's not good. Well, I know that. I know that. You know that. All right. Um, but that's it. It's, uh, you know, if you play Dungeons and Dragons, you've probably seen it because he he's a, makes an appearance in there. Perfect. If also, you play if the you Witcher are... video game, he's in there too. Witcher! So he, he's still making uh, appearances. Hey, by the way, if you know how to play Dungeons and Dragons, if you're a dungeon master, please get in touch with us. I've been wanting to play a real game of Dungeons and Dragons for a really long I time. I know some dungeon masters. Ooh, give me their phone numbers. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. All right, so stay away from the water at night. And if you hear of someone drowning, it just might be the Voldunoi. Welcome back to Do Be a Monster. Do Be a Monster. Well, I don't have a clever way to introduce it, so I'm just going to talk about the Beast of Gévaudan. Whoa, French? Yes. Wow, your French is good. Yes. Well, I've been all my... Gévaudan. Gévaudan. So, all of my notes, mm -hmm. I've had to put a lot of the French names in parentheses with the, uh, the spelling that... Phonetic. Phonetic, phonetic spelling. Yeah. yeah. So uh, who, how would you spell je? Je? Phonetically. Uh, je? That, I, that's like, it's hard, that, right? Yeah, like, like there's nothing like it. J-S-H-E-E. -E. So je. <laughs> I went with Z-J-E. Je. Je. Yeah. You should take some French lessons. Je vous donne. Je vous donne. All right, so 
you know, it's a whole new podcast, right? So I, I started off with, we usually start about like, what's the meaning, what's the origin, whatever. Mm-hmm. I started off with the where and when, okay? Mm-hmm. So, so this all started back in 1764 in Gévaudan, which is Southern France. It's a mountainous secluded region. Can you spell that for me? Uh, Gévaudan? Mm-hmm. Are you gonna, you're not gonna <laughs> question me on it, are you? No. Uh, uh, G-E-V-A-U-D-A-N. Got it, okay. Gévaudan. I just, I like to, I need a picture of where I know, you gotta time. picture it, right? So, historian and author J.M. Smith describes this region as having an enchanted forest. Now, having enchanted forests where the forces of nature are truly untamed. Mm. And the Beast of Gévaudan, it, it had its reign of terror from 1764 to 1767, where over 100 people were killed and over 50 were injured. Holy shit. This That's really, not nothing. This really happened. That sounds... It was highly documented. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Like a, lot of, a lot of papers and there stuff. There was a lot of newspaper stuff did, about it. Did yeah. it make it all the way to Paris? It absolutely. Paris. Oh, Grand Paris. <laughs> and the <Whoa>. Louvre. <laughs> wow. Is this near any of the places that we went to in Southern France? Um, I mean, it says, I mean, we were in Southern France, right? right? Yeah. So, I don't know. It's not called Gévaudan anymore, and I don't know what it's called now. Oh, okay. But you're lucky you got Gévaudan. Yeah. No, I feel lucky. Anyway, <laughs> shit. Here's the deal. It basically looked like a giant wolf. All right? I like that. Large head, mm. long maw, a mouth full of sharp teeth, which. I thought really, you were going to say shit. A no, mouthful of shit. No, 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 no. That's funny, but like, let's just get down to brass tacks here. When it comes to monsters, it's all about big mouth, lots of teeth. Big for teeth. me. Yeah, yeah. For me. Oh, yeah, of course. I love it. What's anyway. Your, <laughs> what's your favorite big teeth, big tooth, big mouth monster? Hmm. Well, Venom was always a big fan. Oh, I was always true. a big fan of in the comics because yeah. I feel like he could stretch, mm. just stretch it out. Yeah. Well, you put me on the spot. Oh, yeah, There's go so on. many good big teeth there monsters. Are. Come back to it. Yeah, good. Anyway, it was said to have like kind of like a snout, huge claws, broad chest, as wide as a horse, some described. Mm. Had a reddish sandy fur with a black stripe down the back oh. and a long, thin tail with a tassel at the end. Weird. Like a little, like, poof. So it didn't really look like a wolf. No. Whoa. But it was wolf-like. Yeah. But it had these these details made it distinctly not a wolf. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. Some said that they've seen it walk on its hind legs. They also believed it had a bulletproof hide because many people said shot that they at shot it. at mm-hmm. and it either had no effect or it fell and got back up again and like was was out of there. Whoa. And it also said that it could leap across large distances. So it would like be it, like in a run, it would just be able to make these like huge leaps, you know? Yeah. So where I went next with it was the first sighting, which was in the summer of 1764. There was a young girl that she was tending the cattle, which was like, I what I didn't realize was like, this was like a job for a lot of kids back then it was just like you hang out with the herd and it made me think of like the boy that cried wolf yeah yeah he was like a herder right the boy that cried the beast of uh Gévaudan <laughs> but this is the girl who cried the beast of Gévaudan so she's out there with the cattle and some say that the the 
the cattle were more like large bulls because they yeah. had they had their horns or whatever. So the beast comes up, and luckily, it was like leery of the cattle, yeah. and they were able to kind of keep it away. Mm. And it it the the girl got away right. So she's she's the first sighting right. The first victim though wasn't too long after that, and that was Jane Boulet. She was fourteen year old, fourteen years old, and she was a, a sheep herder. So already we're seeing a lot about like herders. I mean, they're in the countryside. They're of, out there, yeah. And the kids, is this like the uh, what's it called, the Apennines, or what mountain range is this? You said it was a mountain village. Oh yeah, big old mountain village. Let me see. What, what do I got? <laughs> what do big I old have mountain here village. in the name of the? Um, okay, here's all. I have Mount Mouche. Mount Mouche, which is one, but that's that's a little bit later in the story. But that, I, I have a feeling it's probably the same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's this there's this girl, Jane Boulay. She's 14. She's out there watching sheep this time. Uh-huh. Sheep aren't as intimidating as the cattle with the no, big horns. You know what I mean? Not quite. She gets her throat ripped out. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. So, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the deal with the beast of... Gévaudan? Gévaudan. Is that it would often rip the throats out of Whoa. people and then like gnaw on their heads. Yeah. Uh, sometimes the head would be completely missing and then parts of the body would usually be consumed. Wow, this is great. But the other thing about it is that, well, it's not great for them, but think about this. If it's a wolf, mm-hmm. n- normally they wouldn't be going after the kid. Yeah, right. None of the sheep were even harmed right. in that attack. Yeah. So here's what happens. The killings were so brutal that the Parisian newspapers started reporting on it. Of course. And then there was this one story about this kid named Jacques Portefe. Mm-hmm. He was 10 years old, mm-hmm. and him and some of his buddies were out. <laughs> it's unclear whether he was also watching a herd or just playing in the forest. He was probably watching a herd. <laughs> right. All the characters in this tale have watched the, a herd so three, far. I'm three for three watching a <laughs> right, herd. Yeah. So the, the beast comes up, and... Jacques and his friends had these, um, they had these like pikes, these long sticks, and they were able to form a circle and keep the beast away. But they did get wounded. So when the the papers wrote about it, uh, King Louis the Fifteenth heard about it and Mm -hmm. was like, "Oh my God, I got to do something about this." So he did two things. One, he's like, "Jacques, I'm going to pay for your education. You're going to get a nice." Private nice. education. Oh, very private. You and me, buddy. <laughs> me under <Yeah>. my <laughs> skirts that we wear in France. My God. Yeah. Uh, but then he also sent out parties of cavalrymen to go and try to Great. take care of this because Thank you. it had been written. It been written up a bunch now already. Yeah. So here's what happens. The dragoons were sent in. Who were the dragoons? They were like the they were like the French like military guys. Oh, what a cool it's a great name title, right? The dragoons. Yeah, right. So they were led by this guy named Captain Jean Jean Baptiste Dumel. Jean Baptiste or Jean Baptiste Jean Jean Baptiste. Yeah, Dumel. Isn't that the guy from uh, Stephen Colbert? Is it John Baptiste? He's the piano player from Colbert Report. Well, maybe maybe he's got some sort of you know. I think so. Immortality from dealing with the beast of Gévaudan. Oh, Gévaudan. Gévaudan. I should have put that at the top somewhere where I can constantly <laughs> reference it. I also had trouble with mine. Well, I'm glad. I had to keep on going I, back. I'm glad because like we both are dealing it's with different hard countries to remember. here. I know. I feel like I've been living in French the last couple of days. Vaudinoy. Gévaudan. Gévaudan. <laughs> All right, so this guy, 
captain, he was kind of like, he wasn't too into, he was kind of like a disgraced military mm-hmm. officer or something, something. But he had, you know, it was written down that he believed the beast, it was like a hybrid animal, right? Yeah. And he believed that the father of this thing was a lion. Really? And the mother. And where the hell would a lion have come from? And anyway. the mother was some sort of unknown animal. <laughs> so his whole his whole deal was this. All right, we're gonna we're gonna get some we're gonna get the locals, mm-hmm. you know, because they gotta help out. We're out here helping them. Um, we get the locals together, and we wanna we wanna go out and have these big mass like kind of movements uh, through the through the um, wilderness and try to lead them towards lead like flush the beast out towards the yeah. military men, you know. Sure. But the locals didn't really want to help him. They like didn't like how there was like the influence from the you know the, the locals never like the no, they government don't want, don't people come in. Come in. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, they yeah. don't want that. So they were reluctant to do that. Then his other big idea was to have a lot of his soldiers dress up as women, because it seemed like the I see. Beast, no, I see exactly what it's like. <laughs> it seemed like the beast was really into women. Oh my god, no! And he uh, was into and, women, yeah, right? He's like, he was hey, into uh, Francois. Why don't you just put on these uh, skirts? That look pretty good for me, I think. <laughs> Yeah. Right. And, you know, because you do have to take that into account how drunk everyone was back then, right? So Just drunk. always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. But somehow healthier than we are now. Mm-hmm. No opioids. No red wine. Right. Oh, right. <laughs> so anyway, that was another one of his big ideas, and it didn't really work out. This guy basically got a whole lot of nothing, right? Mm. In this time period, when he was getting a whole lot of nothing, we had our first hero or heroine, you might say, show up. Because it's a girl? Yeah. Okay. So there was this young girl. She was a teenager named Marie-Jeanne Vallette. One night, she was crossing the river Dej with her little sister. Mm -hmm. And the beast showed up. She managed to fend off the beast with um, a knife affixed to a wooden stave. And she stabbed it through the chest, right? She had that already? I'm so glad that you said that because I was going to be like, is that just her normal, like, I'm going out for yeah, a night let me stroll. Just tie this knife to the end of this stick. It almost seems too perfect, mm, right? Because she's perfect. like, oh, I got attacked by the beast of Javudan. And then. Luckily, you know, I had. My, yeah, my knife stick, mm-hmm. right? So, anyway, the story of her fending it off and it like ran off or whatever, it, it made such big news that she got the nickname the Maiden of Javudan. And there is a statue still there today. Go. I know. It's like, it made me think like, this is why America sucks, is that we don't have a statue of a girl stabbing a giant wolf. We don't have statues, because even if there was a cool statue that was erected in 1700s, we melted it down yep. so we could build a parking lot. Yeah, right. That, bullshit. We have, we have no culture. None. It's just stolen shit god damn it i want to see that statue yeah yeah well i mean you can look it up online no it's great but we gotta go there oh shoot i forgot i had pictures of my volunoy for you oh well i'll I'll see it i'll see that post show (laughs) all right so anyway the captain he got fuck all basically and then king louis the 15th is like all right it's time to send in some wolf hunters so Mm. we have the father and son team we had Jean Charles Marc mm-hmm. Antoine De Neville. That is a French sounding crew right there. 
and Jean-Francois. Okay. All right. Father and son team. Cute. So their whole thing was, we're not going to do the big search party thing. We're going to use bloodhounds, you know, because they were used to hunting wolves. Right. So um, what they, they, they were out there for a while, um, but for four months or so, but all they were able to kill was regular wolves. Killed a lot of regular wolves. Then the king is like, all right, I'm sending my main guy, Francois Anton. That's his, this is the king's personal gun bearer, and he's a renowned, renowned marksman. You should have just sent that guy in the first place. Well, I think you don't want to. You want to keep him near reserves. Yeah, yeah. Because if someone tries to steal your gold pants, mm-hmm. because it does <laughs> gold seem like sequin pants. It seems like Louis the Fifteenth. While you have all of your soldiers pants. dressed up as women yeah. surrounding you. Yeah. So, all right. In September of 1765, he, him and his crew come upon two giant wolves. So it was like a mama wolf, a papa wolf, and some cubs. Okay. He kills the big, the male was the biggest. He kills that. Then he goes into the forest, hunts down, and kills the female and one of the cubs. Seems now, like a lot of wolves are dying unnecessarily for this. Uh... A lot of people hate wolves. Oh. You know, and then there was like the whole American massacre of the wolves because of, you know, mm-hmm. they were like the sharks of the land. Right. They were so misunderstood. Land shark. Yeah. Oh. There you go. It's probably where it comes from. I see now. <laughs> so anyway, he goes out there and they said one of the cubs that he killed was bigger than his mom already. How does that happen? I don't know. And then there was one more that he wounded, but it got away. Now this kind of lends into the whole thing where they people believe that the wolf was supernatural and like mm. you know that one that got away could have regenerated and like come back and been killing still yeah, yeah. you know anyway the male was like 130 pounds he had it immediately uh, sent back to Paris where it was stuffed and he got like this hero's welcome and you, there was even a time where you could pay to go and see the stuffed. Uh, uh, supposed. I mean, would they claim that this was the beast? Of oh, yeah. okay. It was so big that they thought this has got to be it. Yeah, right. And they also said that it had an extra set of dew claws. But I meant oh. I meant to look up what dew claws is. But it made me think about like those cats that have like the six yeah, digits. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. like the what's that guy? The poet guy, the writer guy. <sighs> Which poet? Who's the guy that Edward has the Gorey? cat house with all the? Edward Gorey. No, oh God, we're gonna get we're gonna get listener comments on this. I don't. I don't. Uh, let's not mess this up. Cat House. T. S. Eliot. Someone that's dead. Uh huh. Who killed himself? Who shot himself in the mouth? Ernest Hemingway. Hemingway House. Yes. He has all those cats with yes, the extra that's digits. True. That's right, it. Right, right. Key West. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I was thinking it's kind of like that, right? Anyway, so Anton, he he's a hero, right? But. <laughs> But it ain't over. <laughs> Three months later, um, in December, the killings begin again. The death, there's a, they have about 18 months of, uh, of deaths, 35 in 1766 alone. And the villagers are like, now they're, now they're like, please, they're, they're saying to the king, they're like, please send Anton back. Like, we need someone. It's The, the beast is still out there. Right. And they're like, the king is like, I don't uh, know we, what you're talking about. It. We got the beast. It's stuff. People it's have like paid to see thing. it. Yeah. yeah like, we, everyone loves it. We did it. Like, you yeah, don't yeah. get two the beasts over. from the king. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they were forced to figure it out for themselves. So the locals, they organized hunts and it basically was made up of hunters, ex-military people, 
and even ex-cons. Mm. And some ex-cons were actually taken out of jail. Good deal. Just to do the hunt. That's a sweet deal. And that's where we come to a very important character named Jean Chantel. So he was this local farmer, right? Yeah. Funnily enough, it says that he was put in jail two years prior because when that captain that the king first sent to try to get like the uh, the locals working to hunt for the wolf, he was like, nah, I don't want to do that. There's also a story that he botched up a wolf hunt where he led Anton into the bog. And either way, something related to the wolf hunts, he was put in jail, right? But he was let out to be part of all this. In June, I got the day exactly, June 19th. That's good because people are going to be celebrating this as soon as they hear about well, it. Well, I actually think that this is a really important like, like how, Dayton and how, French history. How often do you get to hear that a monster dies, right? Wow, that's a good point. Um, June 19th, 1767. All right, so down. their hunting party was attacked on the slopes of Mount Mouchet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chantel was the one that fired the killing shot into the supposed beast of... Gava. Gava? Nope. Jevoudan. <laughs> so I guess this thing was not bulletproof after all. No. All of a sudden, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's said that he killed it with a single shot, right? Whoa. But there's a m- rumor that's going around that this guy, around. that this guy, Chantel, he believed that it was a werewolf the whole time. Oh. And that he had made either silver or silver tipped bullets. And that's how oh. he was able to take out the wolf. Okay. There's also some that believe that this is the origin of the silver bullet myth of the werewolf. That would be interesting. Right? Yeah. I didn't want to dig that deep, though. Yeah. Anyway. Have you ever read The Werewolf of Paris? Read it? I lived it, <laughs> baby. Because it takes place in the, a similar time period. Maybe a little bit after this. This is the time period. Yeah. But... This could be where it all comes down to. We could do some further research. We get the interns on that one. Okay, yeah. Anyway, after he kills it, right? They cut it open. Sure enough, human remains are found inside. It was stuffed and held at the Chateau d'Apche. Puracard. Okay. All right? Mm -hmm. They invited doctors and surgeons from across the land to come and inspect it. And even though none of them could agree what the animal actually was, they could all agree that it was not simply a large wolf. Hmm. So what was it? I, I, I don't know. Some, popular, some, some popular theories, right? All right. <laughs> First of all, unfortunately, the, the stuffed carcass of this thing was lost in time, which I just... How convenient. How do you... Whose wife is like, you gotta get rid of that thing? <laughs> Whose wife? Like, how do you, how do you get rid of a, rel- a, a relic? It stinks. Maybe the just one stinks. real monster. Yeah, <laughs> I think it just took up too much space. It stinks, right. Anyway, so some of the popular theories. It was a lycanthrope. That's what this guy thought, maybe. Okay. Wouldn't it be great if it was a werewolf? Could Every cool. werewolf I'm a movie see it, it turns back into a man when it's dead. I don't yeah, know if that's, that's the real, movies though. though. That's the movies. 
Another theory is it was actually just a pack of wolves that was like so many wolves constantly attacking because they killed a lot of wolves yeah, right, looking right. for this thing. Seems like it. But historians say that like this is not how wolves hunt and it was a very specific region. It was only like a 50, 60 mile radius, right? So why would one group of wolves decide to act totally different than other wolves, right? Yeah. The other, another theory is that it was an armored hunting dog. How cool, right? There was uh, like aristocrats or whatever, like wealthy people. They used to go out on boar hunts and stag hunts where they would actually armor these big dogs, like mastiffs oh and stuff. That's crazy. And, and yeah, so it could have been a trained dog. So there was that. And, then, and they believe that like the reason that it didn't look like armor is because it could have had like like a boar's hide sewed onto huh. onto the top. And that's why it would be like uh, repel a lot of bullets because it, it wouldn't get through the hide. Oh, shit. Yeah. Some believe it could have been a hyena. Or one of the most popular theories is that it was a sub-adult male lion. And you might go like this. Don't these people know what a lion is? Mm-hmm. Well, you got to think, it's like a mountainous region of southern France, right? Right. If you had... Not a lot of books in the 1700s. And even if you did, a, a depiction of a male lion would probably be a big maned lion, mm, right? Yeah. But a sub-adult doesn't have it. And they have a similar tail, the thin tail with a puff at the end. Where the hell would have a lion even come from? Thank you for the segue. We didn't plan this. A hyena or a male, a sub-adult male lion, menageries were popular back then. Oh, okay. Like escape from a zoo. Rich people would have private collections. Yeah. So it could have escaped from something like that. I see. But here's my favorite theory. Okay. All right? There's a lot of theories. But this is my favorite. And, oh, okay. it's, and it's the final. That guy, Jean Chantel, that fired the killing blow. Mm-hmm. It was his wife. So he was this farmer, right? Mm -hmm. But he was known to own a giant red mastiff. (laughs) Mastiffs are big dogs, right? right? So the theory is he might have taught it to attack people because, I don't know, he had a lot of scores to settle or something. And then after three years of lots of killing and all his enemies being dead, uh, he got a little too hot in the pot. You know what I mean? And so he's like, there's only one way out of this. I need to kill my dog. Oh my God, right? This whole thing was a big setup to kill his own dog? Because. That's crazy. Because the dog had taken control. All right. The dog's the, the dog is telling the him what to do. Yeah, yeah. No, but, but like, it makes perfect sense. Like, if let's just say this guy was a serial yeah. killer. He just found like a great method of killing people, right? right Teach yeah, a dog to so. kill, right? Go yeah. for the jugular. Yeah. And then in the end, he gets three years reign of terror, shoots it, and then is like, look what I did. I'm and, a hero. And he, he was considered a hero. And he lives in infamy to the 21st century. Is it infamy? He's a he, Like everyone thought he was like, he killed the beast of Galvedon. Well, I mean, it's infamy if he was actually a serial killer the whole time that had trained a dog to kill people. That's what we're thinking. Queer. Well, I think we're <laughs> going to have to dig up that grave. <laughs> All right. So we're going to visit the statue and dig up the grave of this possible... Let's go. ...serial killer who killed vicariously through his own Mastiff. That's what you're saying. You teach the Mastiff to kill, then you kill the Mastiff. And then you kill yourself. Right. God. No, no, he's <laughs> oh, a hero. Oh, 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 oh. He lives large from now on. <laughs> Sorry. And that is the beast of Gavudon. Excellent work, my friend. I have one fun fact. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, I do one and one only. I am getting flashbacks of Sweet Fanny Adams. <laughs> right? <laughs> I know, I know. 
Um, do you remember back in 2001, which no, shouldn't seem that long ago, it, but it does. Very long ago. Do you remember a movie that came out called The Brotherhood of the Wolf? Yeah. Le Pacte de Loops was sure. it was like it was a French it was in French yeah, yeah. yeah so I will never forget I was uh, I was dating someone at the time who Ooh. loved loved French stuff Roman they loved the French and they were like let's go see we both worked at the movie theater together right it was Amy whatever yeah. so we worked at the movie theater <laughs> together yeah they don't know though they don't know. And she was like, oh, this French, you know, this French movie's coming out. And she's like, I love French. And I was like, well, I just like you, so I'll go, right? Yeah. That movie was inspired by the Beast of Gavadon. Oh, shit. Yeah. And in the movie, spoiler alert. Uh-oh. It was an armored lion that was doing the killing. Holy shit. Yeah, dude. It was like a lion with armor on it. And... um did and you, somebody somebody taught it. Did you stumble upon that factoid? Stum- stumbled upon that, yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Oh. To make that con- connection. I'm glad that you mentioned that. Why did I pick this this beast, yeah, right? Yeah, I don't know. I, we got that book, right? The Encyclopedia yeah, yeah. of Monsters, right? There's not a lot of pictures in it. Mm-mm. The one, it has this picture, this, this drawing of the Beast of Gavadon. And then I started looking up other pictures of it. And the pictures are amazing. Yeah. I love the old artist renditions of monsters. They're like yeah. so haunting. Right. They're always really cool. Like yeah. the etchings and stuff. From yeah. The... There's so many good ones. That's true. Yeah. Oh, if only this was a TV show and you could see the things and we could put it up yeah. on the thing. But not true. We're not doing true. <laughs> Never again. Not true TV. Fuck Fuck true you. <laughs> you blew it. You blow it. Unless the price tag was huge. Or exactly the same as the first I would take, price I would take the first price tag. <laughs> Slightly lower, even. Way lower. <laughs> One-tenth the price. It's way better than being a teacher. All right. Um, do you have another thing? I said one fun Oh, thing. okay. Great. That was it. All right. Well, those are our first two monsters. The You're welcome. And they're very difficult names to remember. The... I think you have to do this in a Russian accent, and you have to do that one in a French accent. Yeah. So the Vaudinoy and the Beast of Gévaudan. There you go. All right. So, uh, well, thank you for for dipping into the Dubia Monster realm, our sideshow pod. And... um, Sideshow pod. That's what you want to get that. Stuck yeah, get in that your out. We're, yeah, we're, we're trying to sideshow pod. Testing that out. Sideshow Bob. Sideshow, Simpsons. Yeah. Simpsons. Listen, Treehouse. We got, we, we've got Terror, you know, Treehouse of Heart. Tar. Listen, we are very happy to be bringing this episode to you for free. <laughs> but me and Ryan have been working on the Patreon. It is this close. So our thought is this. This is going to be some bonus content down the road that like, if you like us, send us $1. Send us $1 and you will be, you will have full access to all of our, um, Dubia monster all episodes. All of our, our extra content, that kind of stuff. Maybe stuff we haven't even thought of yet. Yeah. But before that all happens, we, we, we had this great idea. I think it's a great idea is that if you out there know how to draw, or you don't know how to draw. Or maybe you know some weird medium that we don't even know about. Collage. Yeah, maybe not a collage. So we did two great monsters today. If you're inspired, mock something up. Send it to us and we will put it on our Instagram and we will give you some cool photo cred. And like the whole thing about monsters is guys is like, they may never exist, right? But we can draw them, we can imagine them. And that's how we make them exist. Exactly. 
So yeah, don't you know, be an idiot at gmail.com. Send, hit us up. Yeah, and also we CC do be a monster. Yeah, CC it. <laughs> see it. CC see it three times. <laughs> Other than that, guys, we do have one very important message, and that is just that you have the happiest of Halloweens this year. This year, and. Hey, uh, if you're at Mahoning Drive-In when you're listening to this, Ryan's gone, but I might be there. So keep looking for me. He's got a bunch of wood nickels in his pocket. I got a bunch of wood nickels I'm ready to give out. Um, I'm trying to find a skeleton costume last minute. I thought it would be easier, but apparently not. Yeah, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? All right, well, until next time, do, do be a monster. monster.